0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3 Good morning, it's The Breakfast Huddle Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you It is time now for The Bigger Picture And let's take a look at what investors will be paying attention to It has to be on two fronts, Ryan One, the fact that overnight we had some jobs data Plus Fed speakers uh, giving a bit of an indication As to what they're looking at right now I think we'll have even more Fed speaker uh, later today Yeah, so more or less we are getting through a hawkish tone As to George, for example has raised her peak federal funds rate to over 5%, suggesting it's going to be appropriate to hold above that level well into next year because inflation is way too high. Without Bostic says there's still much work to do to lower prices and James Bullard struck a more moderate tone saying rates are getting closer to a level that brings down inflation. Not there yet, but getting closer. So that is all going to inform how the Fed will be moving when it comes to its rate hikes and maybe potentially a pivot down the road. How will that impact how you invest this year? Let's find out from Ablash Narayan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Morning, Ablash, Happy Friday. Morning, Ryan. ablash let's talk about what's happening in the markets these days. We seem to be getting a lot of reactions to, well, in a way, good news for the economy being bad news for markets. And as we head into tonight's non-farm payrolls data, what can we expect in the coming sessions?
1: Well, absolutely. As you mentioned, good news is bad news for markets. And, you know, that was evident with the stronger than expected ADP private payroll data that we saw uh, yesterday. Now, if we tie that with the uh, the latest Fed minutes, uh, you know, what we are interpreting is that, you know, Fed is suggesting that despite the contraction in manufacturing, Fed policymakers are unlikely to pause tightening at least for a few months unless they see a sharp deterioration in economic activity or the job market. And a stronger job market could mean that the Fed could hike higher than expected. So on our part at Standard Charter, we think that the Fed will hike rates to 5.25% higher than what is priced by the market. And yeah, I think the non-farm payrolls will be crucially watched. And if we do get an upside surprise, then we could see another leg lower in inequities in today's overnight session.
0: Yeah, Abilash, interesting to see that you see the Fed having more room to go higher and this is going to be affecting what other central banks will be doing because they'll be trying to keep pace with the Federal Reserve and in Singapore we have a situation where growth is slowing, inflation still remaining high. So if you look at the April- meeting for the Monetary Authority of Singapore, what do you expect it to do? Will it continue to press on with its tightening moves as it has in the past five meetings? Or will it continue to, or will it maybe start thinking about maybe loosening its grip so it won't hurt the growth of the economy?
1: still some ways away, nearly three months away. So, you know, uh, there is a lot of economic data that will that we will get between now and the MAS meeting. But uh, I think at the moment we think that MAS has an incentive to tighten the monetary policy further. Uh, maybe by a lesser magnitude but still tighten the policy. And if you look at the key decision variables, obviously inflation is elevated in Singapore. Uh, the headline inflation was, was well above 6% in the latest reading. Core inflation was at 5%. And if you look at the forecast for... At least the first half of 2023, inflation uh, at a headline level is still expected to remain you know, close to 5% or slightly higher. So clearly, from an inflation-fighting standpoint, MAS hiking rates does have a lot of uh, justification. As far as growth is concerned, yes, growth is slowing down from last year. But if we look at uh, Singapore's projected growth relative to what's expected in U.S. and Europe, Singapore's growth is still expected to to, to be 2% versus close to flat or negative growth in U.S. So, uh, So from that perspective, when we think about it from a global economic standpoint, Singapore is not that worse off. So, you know, that again gives, you know, MS some more leeway to, to tighten the policy in the upcoming meeting.
0: Mm, uh, chatting with Abilash Narayan, he is the Senior Investment Strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Now Abilash, let's talk about where investors can look forward to opportunity, opportunities this year. And REITs is going to be in focus because of the rising interest rate environment. Notably last year, only five of the 40 actively traded S SREITs managed to generate positive total returns. So what's in store this year?
1: Well, I would say the five REITs delivering positive returns is actually you know, a great outperformance relative to what you've seen in the global markets. Because if you look at global real estate sector, uh, it was down around 22, 25% in 2022. And that doesn't come as a surprise because uh, historically we've seen a negative correlation between uh, higher interest rates and the returns for for real estate sector, given that a lot of companies take on debt for construction or or, uh, purchase of commercial properties. Now in 2023, we are uh, neutral on the real estate sector. So in the near term, we think that there's a risk that German bond yields could rise slightly higher. So, for instance, for US treasuries, we think that uh, yields could could touch 4% before eventually coming down. So, at least in the first half of the year, we think it could be a challenging environment for, for REITs and real estate sector in general. But in the second half, if our expectation of uh, rate cuts by central banks does pan mm-hmm. out, then we could see some support coming for the sector.
0: Yeah, Abhishek, what's your view for exposure to the commodity space? Because in the news, we have companies like Hyundai Oil Bank in the oil and gas sector paying out 120 months of bonus and you have the China reopening story possibly raising demand for the oil picture what do you take away from these headlines
1: well if I look at the, the overall outlook for oil uh, for the whole of 2023 we think that oil prices are unlikely to rise materially because on one hand if you look at the demand picture clearly uh, the, the rapid reopening in China that we've seen will eventually translate into into higher demand for oil but on the other hand if you look at US and Europe we are assigning a 75% probability of recession in, in both these markets. And that is likely to weigh on, on the demand for oil. So net net, we think that the demand picture for, for oil is likely to be balanced. And we don't see any, any major swings in terms of production. So you know, we've seen OPEC uh, standing firm in terms of the production uh, putting out and maintaining price stability. So we think that while you could see swing uh, temporary swings in oil prices, maybe even touching $90, the overall picture for the year is likely to be quite range bound. Mm,
0: and one more sector we want, to keep- keep an eye on is the tech sector. This morning, we got early estimates for Samsung Electronics earnings. So that came through with a plunge in profit of 69%. That was worse than you expected, 60%. So we kind of saw these headwinds coming, people pulling back on purchases, lower demand for chips and home appliances. What's your view on the techs these days, Abdelash? Are you cutting exposure there? The
1: tech sector tends to be a bellwether, or semiconductor uh, specifically tends to be a bell weather for the global economy and the global stock markets. So the sharp plunge that we've seen in Samsung's earnings is obviously something to to note. But I think it aligns well with our overall view. So we have turned underweight on equities for 2023 and one of the key reasons why we turned underweight is because we thought that the market was underestimating the potential risks to earnings in 2023. So if you look at US, uh, markets are expecting 5-6% to earnings growth which doesn't gel well with the expectation of, of a recession next year. So we think that in the upcoming earnings season, there is a risk that earnings for most of the sectors and companies end up disappointing market estimates. And we could see uh, another leg lower in in equity markets, at least in the near term. So, you know, we think that it makes sense to switch or reallocate away from equities into high quality government bonds, especially given the recessionary concerns that are there. All
0: right. So last year was a pretty bad year for both stocks and bonds. Is this now time to start shifting more into bonds when you think about a 60-40 portfolio, maybe 50-50 or even a higher
1: ratio? Absolutely. So we think that bonds are looking a lot more interesting, especially investment grade bonds uh, due three, to uh, three key reasons. So the first one is, you know, traditionally, if you look at historical asset class performance, in, in years where the economic growth slows down or if we are in a recession, whether it's a mild or a severe recession, bonds tend to outperform equities. So from a historical perspective, it makes sense to shift. Secondly, if you look at the yields on offer today, they are very, very attractive. So if you look at US investment grade bonds, you're getting five and a half percent yield. If you look at Asian dollar bonds, you're getting 7% yield. You know, very, very different from what we saw a couple of years ago. So the cost of holding fixed income uh, relative to equities is much lower today. So the yields are quite attractive. And thirdly, we expect the Fed to cut rates in later part of 2023, and that should bring down the bond yields to 3.25% for U.S. Treasuries. Mm. And that should translate into capital appreciation for, for high quality bonds. So overall, we think it makes sense to use any rapid increases in yields or spikes in yields to increase. Increase allocation to high quality bonds.
0: All right, facing income back this year and look out for a potential recovery cut from the Fed at the later half of 2023. We've been chatting with Abdash Narayan. He is the senior investment strategist for Standard Chancellor Private Bank. Abdash, thanks as always for your time and we'll chat with you again soon. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.